Hi, I'm Jimmy Navio. Hello, and welcome to Hit the Bucket. How is everyone doing? I am so sorry that we did not have an episode last week. Uh, life keeps getting in the way lately. I got a lot going on. I'm hoping I can keep this up, but uh, I'm glad we're here this week because there was a lot of news. A lot of things happened this week, so we wanted to do an episode and talk about it. Um, before we do that, though, uh, no guests today, just me and James. So, sorry. Um, it's just us. Gonna nerd out for a little bit. But before I do that, let's get some business out of the way. Uh, this is live. We are doing this live right now at twitch.tv forward slash Jimmy Navio. Um, so if you're listening to this on uh, Spotify or YouTube or whatever, and you want to come participate in the podcast, please come on over. Twitch.tv forward slash Jimmy Navio. Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. Uh, when, when, <laughs> when it actually happens, we'll try and be more consistent. Uh, also, we do have a YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash Jimmy Navio. We have a playlist with all of the episodes of Hit the Bucket, uh, along with some other stuff. But uh, if you want to go watch the episodes afterward, if the nice edited versions where everything's all cleaned up and, and uh, you know, the volume is all equalized, the YouTube is the place to, to watch them. Uh, also, we do this. If you're watching this on Twitch or YouTube and you're like, you know what? I want to listen to this in my car. It's on Google Podcasts. Sorry, uh, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, hitthebucket.com. There's lots of places to find us. You can just Google Hit the Bucket Podcast and you can find us in whatever format you want to listen in. Uh, also, if you want to reach out to us, it's hitthebucketpodcast at gmail.com. And I'm going to be that guy and I'm going to ask you guys to please download the episodes, listen, review them, rate them, subscribe, all that stuff. The numbers, especially when we're starting a podcast, you don't have, it's not YouTube. You don't got to smash a like button. But if you're listening to this on Google, uh, you know, you can hit the little thing that says review. Type a little review or hit five stars or, you know, whatever, what, or three stars, two stars, one star, whatever. Something is better than nothing. It helps us out a lot. Uh, you know, any, any type of downloads or reviews or ratings that we get, it helps. It puts, our, it puts us in a better ranking. The more activity there is, whether good or bad, it doesn't matter. Just activity in general helps us uh, be seen by more eyeballs. So, you know, if you if you could do that, that would be awesome. I'd really appreciate it. We would like more people to find out about us. But we can't do that if you guys don't help us. We can't do it by ourselves. I'm, I'm too busy. I wish I could do this full time. I wish I could just promote the podcast all day. Because I would. But I can't quit my day job yet. We got we to gotta get more eyeballs in here. So tell your friends, retweet, uh, rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. And there, I'm done plugging my our shits. Sorry, but we have to do it. I really want people to find out that we're here nerding out. People don't know. So <clears throat> that's it. That's all the, uh, that's all the business shits. And I'm going to go ahead and bring James on. And we're going to talk about all the crazy stuff that's happened in the last two weeks. Let me switch it on over here. Shoop. Oh, that's hold on. Let me. Oh, that, that, there we go. Hey, look, our our shirts match. Oh, they do. Before when we were setting up before the podcast, I didn't even notice that. 
Mm-hmm. Both got that. This is burgundy. Yeah. Well, oh, mine is a long sleeve. True. Show off. Uh, hold on one second. All right. Sorry about that. My video was wigging out. How are you, James? It's been a couple weeks. It has been, yeah. I'm doing well. Just had spring break last week, so I had a very much-needed rest from the semester. It was not long enough. What'd you do on your spring break? I did nothing. What? And it was nice. I'm broke. I had to pay my tuition deposit and my housing deposit in the same week, and that week was before spring break. And that just like slashed my entire bank account. Oh, you didn't you didn't go out and uh, you're in a college town. Go find some some fly honeys. No, all the fly honeys left. <laughs> True. <laughs> went to warmer weather. They're like all in Florida. Mm-hmm. How is the weather there? Is it still frozen? We had a high of forty something today, so sun was shining. I could go outside in just a, a hoodie. Didn't need gloves. It was a beautiful day. Did you say 40? 40. Wow. It, it's still, still, at night it goes back to, to freezing temp. So it's still pretty cold, but it's warmer than what it has been. I was concerned because it snowed like last Wednesday. And I was just getting told like, yeah, we're getting up to the 50s again. And I was like, it does not look it. Yeah. I actually saw some snow this uh, past weekend as well. I, w- I was up in, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Tahoe. I was up in uh, Lake, Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. I've definitely heard of it. Uh, it's beautiful. It's covered in snow right now. Like I, w- I was driving down the, it had just snowed like the week or two before. So there was just piles of snow on the sides because they, you know, they plow the roads, but they just push mm-hmm. it all up. So it made like, there was six feet plus like walls of snow on both sides of the road as I'm driving mm-hmm. down it, you know? So uh, it was beautiful up there. The weather was, it was cold, but the sun was out. There's casinos up there. I was up there for my friend Clint's uh, bachelor party. Mm. So uh, we uh, we had some fun. My buddy, he used to be... Not too much fun, I hope. No, well, here's the thing. My, my, my friend Clint, he used to be the party, like... As extroverted that I claim to be, he's like times a hundred. Like the stories this guy's got, I'm, when I tell stories about Clint, people don't even believe that they're true. They're 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 on. I can't even. I I one maybe one day we'll we'll tell some stories about Clint. But he's a crazy man. I'd love to have him on the podcast someday. But within the last few years, he's completely gone a hundred percent. He's on the wagon. He hasn't drank, mm-hmm. I think, in like a year or two. He got a law degree and got engaged, and he's getting married. Obviously, we're having a bachelor party. So when when I showed up, I was a day late to the bachelor party. When I showed up, he he basically implied that I have to carry the torch for him because he can't mm-hmm. drink. So he expected and then me. That's when he hit him with the. Oh, I can't drink either. No, I, I'm, I'm not there yet. I was definitely. I showed up ready to drink. Uh, so, so when I showed up, he handed me a coffee mug, uh, half full of Jack, Jack Daniels whiskey, for those who may not know. 
He handed me a coffee mug half full of Jack, which is a coffee mug half full of Jack. That's like two, probably three shots. Mm-hmm. And he, Depending on the size. And he's a very uh, persuasive individual. So he hands it to me and just stands there and waits. Like, like no, you're drinking this now because you just showed up. It's the implication. Yeah, so... Jimmy's not going to say no. Not not here. Not in this social environment. Well, it's his bachelor party, and I'm, you know, I'm, I try to, I'm a people pleaser, so he knew I would do it. So that's how, that's how my weekend, this past weekend started, was my, uh, my best friend since, I've known him since freshman year of high school, since I was like 15, so... Yeah, that was the, and then we went to the casinos. Oh, we actually first, we drank before we went to a nice restaurant. We went to a very nice restaurant and proceeded to continue drinking. I'm pretty sure I made a complete ass of myself at said fancy mm-hmm. restaurant. There's a picture. As most people do. <laughs> There's a picture of me with, uh, I'll have to post it in the IRL channel. Maybe I can pull it up. There's a picture of me with a, uh, maybe I can pull it up during the podcast. I, at some point, I had, like, my napkin draped over my head, uh, like, Mother Teresa style while mm-hmm. at the table. So, <clears throat> <I'm, clears throat> excuse me. Mashif says, I'm disappointed that we didn't see hilarious IRL photos. I will uh, post them. There were many photos taken. I wait. I lost $50. Mm-hmm. Um, in, well, that's to be expected. In the casinos, well, I, I took out a hundred, so. Okay, not bad, not bad. I, you know, I did. Uh, I had some restraint. <laughs> I <laughs> lost that fifty dollars real fast. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I think I'm just gonna. He played one hand. <laughs> no, it's actually like. It gets you when you win some money because you're like, ooh, I, I doubled what I brought. That's more I can play with. Yeah. No, I. Uh, um, it was a couple hands of blackjack, and then ha- half of it was lost on blackjack, and half of it was lost on a slot machine, and then I was done. Uh, I set a limit, and I said, you know, that's that's the the trick, right? You just set a limit and say, this is for entertainment. You never expect to win. If you do, it's just a pleasant surprise, but, like, I'm going to lose X amount of money, and then you're fine. Mm-hmm. You just have to stick to that. So when you start thinking, I'm only down like a hundred bucks, yeah. only a hundred. I can win it back. Just, just one more, just one more <laughs> roll, one more hand. Yeah. I got to win it back. I got to win it back. But, uh, drive all the way to Vegas and spend $50 gambling. Do you go to the grocery store and buy just one egg? It wasn't <laughs> Vegas. It was Lake Tahoe, Lake Tahoe, which, uh, Lake Tahoe, uh, is about the same distance from me that Vegas is from you. So I guess you have a point. But that's not why I was there. I was there to entertain my best one of my best friends who was there for his bachelor party. And I he had to live vicariously through me because he couldn't drink or and whatnot. So mm-hmm. and that night, one more tale of that adventure. That night we ended up going home fairly early, but there was a fairly large group. At one point we got split up into a couple groups and some of us went back to the house. They rented like a they did Airbnb like a a pretty cool little house up there. Mm-hmm. Like a twelve bedroom mansion. It wasn't twelve bedrooms. It was like four or five bedrooms. Um, which so you know we were hanging out. Some people were still out. Eventually we got tired. Uh, people went to their their, their assigned rooms or whatever, and I just kind of passed out on the couch. 
And a couple hours later, I get woken up by two of the guys came stumbling in the front door, like plastered, like off their they dumpstered, just so off their ass. And uh, they're talking to each other and I, and I get waking up. I don't say anything. So I just lay on the couch and listen to their conversation. And one of them was exactly what you're saying, James. He was like, he's like, no, we got to go back. Let's go back. Like... <laughs> He's like, we can, we can win. Let's win. And just like would not let up. And the other guy was like, $2,000. He was really drunk. And the other guy was trying to be more reasonable. And he was like, nah, man, you're, you're, you don't even know what you're saying right now. You're drunk. You need to lay down, just lay down. And this went back and forth for like probably a good 10 or 15 minutes. I got woken up by it and they were being very loud, just like stumbling around the kitchen, trying to like talk each other in and out of going back to the casinos. Mm -hmm. And eventually he comes and he, and he lays the guy down, the really drunk one who wants to go back. He like lays him down on the couch right next to the couch that I'm on. And, uh, he kind of, he realizes I'm awake and he's like, sorry, man, he's really drunk. And I was like, that's fine. Like they're obviously better friends. I didn't know them as well. They, they knew Clint through, uh, when Clint was in college. So Mm -hmm. I, I kind of got to know them during the weekend, but I, I didn't know them as well. And, uh, he was like, oh yeah, he slept on your couch last night. So I'm just going to throw him on this couch or whatever. And I was like, all right, cool. And then that guy, the more reasonable one, goes upstairs and falls asleep. So it's me and this completely unreasonably drunk person on the couch next to me. And he starts moaning. <laughs> and it <laughs> just well, like. That's never good. <laughs> was it like a painful moan or was yeah, it a, a, like, a like, sensual moan? Like a, an uncomfortable, like I am way too drunk type of moan. Mm-hmm. Not a not a I want to bang you moan. It was like a uh, and uh, at one point he I don't know if he said I have to throw up or just like it was implied, but he tries to get up off the couch to make his way to the bathroom and immediately falls over on the ground in front of me. And I'm just like, all right, I guess this guy's my responsibility now. I was asleep, but okay. Like I'm babysitting this guy now. So I help him get to the bathroom. I hear him just like wrenching, like I probably one of the loudest vomiters I've heard in a while. Uh, Just doing his thing, throwing up, whatever. He comes out of the bathroom and it takes two steps out of the bathroom and i hear him stumble into the wall like the bath so there's the couches kitchen mm-hmm. here bathroom like on the other side like hallway next to the kitchen he walks out of the bathroom takes two steps stumbles into the wall by the kitchen and knocks over a sled that was leaning against the wall that we had used earlier that day like falls on top of the sled so I have to go. Slides. I have to go. To <laughs> I have to go pick him up and get him back on the couch. Fine, whatever. Twenty minutes later, he gets up, takes two steps, falls over again. This time he lands on top of. They had one of those giant wood Jenga sets. You know the ones that are made mm-hmm. out of like two by fours. We had yeah. one in the living room because we tall. were we were playing it while we were like have the TV on. Like some people were playing Mario Kart and some of us were doing like the the giant Jenga. He falls on the Jenga set, knocks it over super loud, like makes a ton of noise. I help him to the bathroom again. 
He comes out of the bathroom again, and this time he stumbles across the room and lays right on top of me. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? And I and then I remembered the guy told me, oh yeah, he slept on that couch last night. So he was probably so drunk that he's like, oh, this is my bed, because that's where he slept the night before. Mm-hmm. He's not thinking right, Jimmy. He's just he's drunk out of his mind. Give him a break. It was, uh, I was like, and I had to leave fairly early in the morning. I was not real uh, keen on taking care of this guy all night. So I get out of the, I literally get out of the couch and just let him have it. I relinquished my couch and let him sleep on that couch. And uh, did I use protection? (laughs) He tripped, slipped, landed on my dick. No, uh, so I went, uh down the hall to where my friend Brian was sleeping because he was he was on a king size bed uh by himself and he Mm -hmm. had previously in the in the day said hey you know if you want to just like take half of this bed like I'm used to sleeping on the corner (laughs) so uh I end up going in there and I kind of woke him up he was like what's it what's up with that guy and I was like he's fucking wasted and uh, so I made, well, before I left, I made sure that guy wasn't sleeping on his back because anyone who knows, like, if you get too drunk and you, like, vomit in your sleep, you can, like, choke to death and die. You could suffocate yourself if you fall asleep mm-hmm. on your back and you black out. So I made sure he was on his side. I went in the bedroom and I laid on the, on the other half of the king-size bed next to my buddy Brian. And we both just laid there and, like, for the next hour, I had to listen to this guy moan just uh oh god oh, i don't feel good i heard him stumble to the bathroom like three or four times and i was like no i'm not helping this guy <laughs> he's got to figure it out and that was my night and then i had to wake up like four hours later and drive back home so that that was uh i i, I could have done without that part of the trip and it made me really think about uh you know alcohol mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, have I ever been this bad? It's the aftermath that gets you. It was the moment of self-reflection where I was like, God, have I ever been this bad? I I can honestly say I don't think I have. But it was... It was gnarly. I was legit... There was a couple times where I was legitimately concerned about the guy, but I think he pulled through. I think he was fine. So, yeah. I went and wasted some money and had fun with some friends and took care of a drunk man. That was Sounds my... like a solid weekend. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But now, uh, now I'm trying to. Oh, getting a call from one of my other best friends right now. We'll, we'll answer that later. Anyway, what about you? What'd you What'd you do this weekend? Nothing. Nothing. As always, you study. My weekend is pretty much like my me time because yeah. the way I like divvy out my workload is monday i don't have any classes so monday i take a look at all the homework for the week and get it all done that day this week i'm a bit off because i had a paper that i have to do i know i had a paper due at 5 p.m monday which i scheduled the day right after spring break it was about noon i emailed my professor i'm like professor i must admit my hubris was too great i should not have scheduled this paper for monday can I get it moved back to the next date? And she told me, because you asked first, I'll let you, but don't let anyone else know that I gave, oh. that I gave this to you. So I, I thanked her 
And now I have that paper due Friday. I still haven't worked on it. I have the idea though. The reason I was panicking was because it's a policy brief. So one, I have to make up a policy that will influence people in America to be happier. And I had no idea what to do with that. And then I got to find sources for that idea. So I had no idea what this paper was going to be about. Fleshlights for all, dude. Problem solved. See, but I need research to back it up. <laughs> I got to like find some claims. Does do sex toys increase the average happiness in a nation? And then I got to like relate it to Costa Rica and then present <laughs> it in class. I mean, who don't want a nut, right? That's true. You just reminded me. Okay. There was a commercial I saw it the other day, like two days ago. It's, it shows a, a spaceship, you know, flying through space and he meets this space shuttle with a very sensual AI voice. And his spaceship is the SS Erectus and it's shaped as you, as you probably guess, as a dick. And he's like, Ooh, I need to dock and let, let loose my massive load of this cargo. <laughs> and then I'm like, what is this commercial? What are they advertising? By the time it's the end, it's actually a commercial for this $300 sex device that's like, you basically, it's it's like a piston that has like controls on it. It's like, oh, there's three different modes, the base, the shaft, the head, <laughs> the speed. It's like, you just put it in. And then the thing that made me lose my mind was, and then for hands-free viewing, a phone clip at the top to clip your phone in so you can watch videos as you go. Yeah, you gotta, I mean, you need the, the visual aspect of it. At least the men do. See, but the thing is, this device, it was like $300 and it's like two and a half feet tall. Like it looks like a giant black vase. So it's like, it's not even like a one that you can hide. No, it's, that's a commitment. Yeah, that's a commitment that you're buying this to like, it, like display proudly on your wardrobe. Like, oh, what is that? Like, oh, that's just my, my sex device right over there you want to see it It has three speed functions different modes for different types of pleasure see that if they're smart they would market it like the fleshlight and just be like it looks like a vase like it's 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 the flesh just vase put a flower in it yeah exactly it's decorative if you made it like multiple colors and you just had it in the corner of the room you unplug whatever attachments and it's just a vase. No one would ever put a even... little cover on it so you don't see the buttons. Yeah. The different modes. No, you turn the buttons are on one side. You just turn it around. You put the button mm, the buttons just face the wall. No one would ever know, right? Mm-hmm. But well, I... better yet, you know, it, it it has electronics in it, so you just with it comes a light bulb that you plug in, it's USB to the device, and it comes with a lampshade. There you go. Put it in the corner of your room. Now it's just a lamp. I'm like, oh, where'd you get that? Oh, you know, just at a flea market. It's like an art piece. That actually goes well with fleshlight, flesh lamp. It's like the upgrade. It's like you've been using the fleshlight for years. Now take it to the next level with the fleshlight or flesh lamp. Yeah. You butchered that delivery, Jerry. I know. I ruined it. I'm sorry. I take it back. Oh, we'll edit that. We'll edit. I'll do it in post. Don't worry about it. Um, gotcha. <laughs> I like Mashif's comment. He said, James, I want to read a paper <laughs> about airdropping butt plugs into Costa Rica. You legitimately, I, I bet you she would like respect your gusto if you actually like did it and followed through with it. Plus, she gave you an extension, which implies that she thinks you're a fine piece of ass and she wants to have her way with you. So you should probably follow up on that. It's college. You're, you know, that's how it works. You know that, right? No, I'm just on good terms with her. No, she, you're I, on good terms second, with her. 
You're Not a handsome Not young man with a deep voice. Come on. Not those good at terms. No, I've uh, I had her for freshman year, so like I already like knew her, and she like knew my work style and ethic. Oh, she knows you. What's up? Trying to get an A or what, James? I'm trying. Asking for the extension was the first step. I was gauging the waters. Yeah, there you go. Be like, I'll show you an extension. <laughs> You've redeemed yourself for the for the earlier misdelivery. Yes. I'm telling you, man. She's not giving everyone extensions. Tit for tat, dude. Uh, so, Dan, we're going to dive in. Usually we don't do this, but your question intrigues me. I think I want to dive into it. Since it's just me and James, we don't have a guest today. We get to have a little fun and nerd out. Dan asks, faithful viewer Dan, Mr. FFA, Mr. Uh, man who I have let down time and time again. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dan. I wish I had more free time. He says, important life question. Girl that's interested in me, never dated, and has a boyfriend right now, just asked me to her grad party. And it's like a three-hour trip to get there. Go or nah? So first of all, let me establish some things. Grad party. What do you mean? Like... I first I don't I don't kind of graduation. I, I don't know how old you are. So grad party can mean a lot of things. Let's establish that first. Grad party from college, like uh like a graduation end of the year party? Like like bachelor's degree? Like or undergrad or graduate school? Like how old are we talking here? Mm-hmm. Bachelor's. Bachelor's. Okay. All right, all right. So it sounds like Dan is a, a younger fellow. She has a boyfriend. How long has she had oh. said boyfriend? Do you know? We got to get the details. We got to know. We get. We need the less than a year. Less than a year. Mm. Has she implied to you that they are exclusive? How do you know she has a boyfriend? Has she said, I have a boyfriend? Have you seen this man? Have you seen them together? Because a lot of girls say, I have a boyfriend, but that's just to like keep other dudes away. So is there is there actual evidence of a boyfriend? Have they done and dare I say it, held hands? <laughs> We, Quite we, the lewd comment, but you, you have to confirm these things. We need to establish how how girlfriend how boyfriend is this boyfriend, which A, does he exist? B, she told me I haven't hanged with her since high school. Mm. So she told you she has a boyfriend. That you haven't hung out with her since high school yet. She thought about him to invite to the party. So she may have told you she had a boyfriend because she just didn't want, she wasn't interested at the time. So as far as you're concerned, you don't even know if this guy's real or not, right? So you can just plead the fifth. I mean, have you asked her if she still has said boyfriend? When she invited you, what was your response? Was it, were you, did you bring it up? Did you say, I thought you had a boyfriend. Like, cause you can do that jokingly, right? Like you could just be like, wait a minute. What's this about? Why, why isn't your boyfriend taking you? Like, mm-hmm. how did how did that conversation go? Because that that's gonna that's gonna kind of gauge. You gotta you gotta do some soft inquiries to gauge how serious this whole situation is. That's that would be my first play. But at the end of the day, if she asked you and she wants to go with you and you like her, why not? But don't expect anything. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the, all I would say is have fun. Just let it be what it is. If she wants to go, you can just live in the moment, have fun in the moment. Don't expect anything more. Uh, but it could go somewhere, but I don't expect it. It could just be her. Like maybe she just broke up. Maybe the boyfriend's not real. Maybe, you know, they're on rough waters. Why not just go have a good time, get to know her, take advantage of this moment in time. Don't expect anything. Just have fun. But I would before that, I would kind of maybe jokingly gauge the the status of said boyfriend because i believe in monogamy i believe in honesty you know i wouldn't encourage you to like intentionally break up their relationship or anything but i would at least flippantly or jokingly be like why aren't your man taking you where's your boy at <laughs> just to get an idea but if, if she's like ah, oh, don't worry about it then don't worry about it <laughs> it's not your problem <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, especially if you haven't hung out with her since high school, it's been four years and she thought of you, thought of you enough to invite you for the party, even if it's not for romantic intention. Maybe she just wants to, you know, catch up with you, see like how you're doing, rekindle that relationship. You know, if it's a party, so it's like there, there'll, be, there'll be other other girls there. Yeah, if nothing else, maybe she'll be a homie and wingman you, right? Like maybe, you know, if you, if you, I like what Mashif said, that's kind of where I was going. If you just go with no expectations or just like, Hey, we're homies, right? If you, the best luck I've ever had with girls is when I treated them like my best friend. Like when you just go with no expectation other than like, just look at her and think of like, like, just think of her as like, in my case, my friend, Andrew is my best friend. When I treat other people, when I treat other girls like my best friend Andrew, that's when things tend to go the best anyway. Just don't expect anything. Just go and have fun. Be like, yeah, I'll go. Like you, you can even make a joke. Be like, yeah, I'll go. But you're gonna help me find a girl to hook up with. Like you, like like play that card. Just be like, yeah, you're gonna be my wing girl. Like you can kind of play it to your advantage where you go with zero expectations except just having fun, right? And then wherever it goes she'll be like wait wing girl i thought i asked him because i wanted like that'll make her kind of have to you flip it back on her right so there you there's definitely fun ways you could play it but i would at least like prod a little bit about the boyfriend but just once just like in a joking way you know just be like what's up like why i thought why wouldn't you go with your man i thought your man would be taking you and you know let her let her make that final decision of like no he's not taking me or no we're not together or well we're not really that serious or you know at least get an eye like because you don't want to go in there and be the asshole right mm-hmm. like especially it's a three-hour trip <laughs> right exactly getting out of there really fast right exactly so the last thing you want to do is take her to fucking grad night dance and her boyfriend shows up and calls you outside or some shit like you know you gotta you gotta at least not play it play it somewhat safe don't Mm -hmm. don't be the asshole in this situation but yeah i say just like tell her yeah let's have fun just like treat her like treat her like a bro let her uh you know let her do her thing you do your thing and have a good night I think that that that'd be what I would probably do. I think that'd be fun, especially mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, <laughs> you could you could imply that since you're her date that she has to pay for everything too. You could just have fun with her, <laughs> just mess with yeah, her. It's like you know, I had to drive out here three hours. Least you can do is reimburse me with some gas. <laughs> be like, or you could be like, you gonna be my sugar mama? So like, so yeah, I'll drive three hours up there. You gonna buy me dinner? You gonna be my sugar mama? You know, or at least go Dutch, like. Yeah, unless unless uh, unless she implies more, you got to play it cool until she implies more. You're just like, okay, we're friends, cool. Yeah, you gonna we gonna go Dutch? You gonna be my sugar mama? You gonna be my wing girl? And then see how she replies to that. If she's like, wait, what? No, I want you to be my date. Then you're like, cool, we good. But it all it you kind of got to gauge that conversation and have fun with it. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that helps. I don't know if that helps at all, but I have. yeah, I think we cover that as broadly as humanly possible. <laughs> so if anything, you know, like pick and choose what advice he needs, what advice he wants. Yeah, we maybe we need to have this. Maybe this is a new part of the show. People can we probably have to submit them ahead of time though. We did that on the fly, but uh, that could be dangerous. Oh wait, I gotta. Never mind. I thought I had an important message. It wasn't important. Uh, All right. So, James. So, Jimmy. Give me your honest assessment of the Apex Legends Battle Pass. Ooh, it's hot garbage. Really? That that bad, huh? Like, not not pulling any punches. It just... the. I understand where they're coming from, right? They said season one battle pass coming in March, March. The first week of March came by subreddits blowing up. Where is it? You told us March. And I'm like, no, no, no guys. It's only the first week. Don't worry about it. Mid March comes. People are like, where is it? It's mid March comes like a few days later. People just want the battle pass in their hands, but they're also like new into this space. And it's not like Fortnite's battle pass. And their cosmetics is so much easier to deal with because all your cosmetic stuff is applied solely to your own character and you have full control over it all the time. But when it comes to Apex, all the skins and cool stuff you get, you could like it's unlock split between the coolest skin you characters. want like for the new character, Octane, and then not get to play Octane for a few games because someone else chose them first. So it's like they really got to like figure out what the, how they're going to do their cosmetic system because they only have character skins and, and weapon skins. That's about it. Yeah. And then they have a ton. And when I say a ton, a ton of trackers that really, they're not doing it for me. Yeah. I mean, trackers are not very appealing because usually once you have, once you pick the tracker that you want, that's the one that you're probably just going to stay with, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I, there's no other reason to swap it. Right. Because everyone's going to have that specific, whether it's damage done or bamboozles or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, because not- right now, like the must pick one everyone gets is just kills on that character because they want to show off how many kills they have. Right. Yeah, I could see that. At least kills. I mean, there might be people who want to, like, play with that and rotate them but it's not something and it's something you you really only see it like the one time right 
Mm-hmm. You, when you you see it for your team, and then you see it for whoever the champion was from the previous game, so it's not something that you carry with you as you run around the map. Yes. So I can I can see that argument. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just right now, like their skins aren't really like that great. A lot of them are just like recolors or slight variations. Yeah, that's why. So it's like, oh, like I got this supreme skin, but it's just a recolor of the base one. Like the legendary ones do have like some full like model changes, but then it's like one full model change and then a bunch of recolors. So it's not really like something I want to like work for and get. But I do like the battle pass just because I like filling up bars of progress. Right. And getting stuff. Because for 10 bucks, you do get like. Remember, you linked uh, a guy did the math. So it's like 950 Apex coins to buy it. But then the stuff in it is worth like 7,000 Apex coins. Yeah. So it's kind of worth it. Like, it's definitely has a value. But to me, the stuff, has it, the stuff in it isn't really worth much to me apart right. from the loot boxes. Yeah. That makes sense. So, like, compared to everyone, like, naturally wants to compare it to Fortnite. But mm-hmm. let's compare it to another game that we're familiar with that me and you and members of our community play. Let's compare it to Minion Masters. Value-wise, how do you think it compares? Pretty similar, just because the last one they had only had, like, two skins, and the focus on the Minion Masters Battle Pass is just giving you more tokens so you can get more cards and then play with more content. Whereas... Or in Apex, it's like, here's more loot boxes that you can get for more random rolls. Because even though I, I hate to say it, open it, I still still really enjoy opening loot boxes. It's like, <laughs> oh, what am I going to get? It triggers that dopamine response. Like, oh, is it going to be legendary? Because I still, I've seen people, and it makes me jealous every time, when they post images of getting the, the loot box with the three like above legendary, it's like the mythic tier, the, like the orange stuff, but the, the melee weapons, it's like, oh, I want that. Yeah. It's like the tiniest percent chance. Yeah. So it's like every loot box I get gets me, inches me closer and closer to getting that. Did you see that in the, uh, in the regions that have outlawed loot boxes, they actually get crafting materials? Yeah, I did. And you can... Uh, it's like Belgium specifically, yeah. Well, and you can change your region. Did you mm-hmm. see that? Someone in the comments is like, yeah, you can just change your region to like like... Belgium or wherever it is and just restart origin and restart the game and now you get crafting materials instead of loot boxes. Mm-hmm. So I, that's something they're probably going to need to... <laughs> I don't know how the, that's... Yeah, region locking or like put a, a timer on it like, oh, well, you just... You changed your region to Belgium for a reason, so we're going to lock you there for a week. Well, what I think doesn't... Uh, I think League of Legends it costs in-game currency to to change your region doesn't it i don't think it's influence points but i'm pretty sure it's riot points so oh so real world money so you have to Mm -hmm. like pay dollar dollar bills to change your region Mm -hmm. i think it's it's like five ten bucks so not too expensive it's not like world of warcraft where if you want to swap servers like 40 bucks yeah no but i they'll probably end up they'd be dumb to because Excuse me. I don't think that was an intended side effect. I don't think they want people changing regions just so they can farm 
either because mm-hmm. it worked the other way too. People that it's supposed to be outlawed, right? Like people who are in Belgium who are supposed to not be able to get loot boxes, they could change their region to like US and get loot boxes. Mm-hmm. So they're the breaking of the law. Yeah, well, yeah, they could get in trouble for that. So I'd imagine they'll probably either region lock it or make it like really expensive to like change regions or something. They have to have a way to prevent that. Mm-hmm. Oof. Oof. The, the like the firmest way I can see them doing it's like when you change your region, it just resets all your progress. Ooh. That would hurt. Well, That'd be the largest deterrent. Yeah. Don't. Some games do that. I feel like some games, your you, all of your loot and cosmetics and all of that stuff are tied to your region. So like mm-hmm. when you switch regions, you essentially have a different account. I'm trying to think. I know Hearthstone does that, but that's a card game. I don't know many others. I know there are games that do that, which maybe that's what they would do. You know, if you if you change regions, like you start from level one and you have no cosmetics, so you have a diff. Basically, you have a new account for each region. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you have like your American account, then you have your EU account, your right. Oceania account, and they're all like separately and distinct. Right. Oh, I know. I think Path of Exile does that. Well, I think about it. Yeah, I know there are games that do that, and that would kind of make sense, right? Because if you're if you're trying to, especially for, I, I would say if it if it does end up adding like competitive stuff to the game and whatnot, it would kind of make sense to have it separated that way by region, mm-hmm. because some regions may naturally be. It's like skill wise, you know, you could grind up in like some other region and then just switch over and be a high rank. Like it would make sense. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, I think actually something in League of Legends occurred earlier when they were doing like the weird like provisional ranking thing where people in like EU were swapping to NA and then grinding for points because they were abusing the system and then swapping back. Yeah, that's what I mean. Stuff like that. There's got the, the, I think just having a different account for each region would solve a lot of those little issues, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the rest of the content? What do you think about the... They, did they, they added a new character, and the, mm-hmm. there's added the... Octane. And there's the launch pads or whatever now. Yeah, that's uh that's Octane's ability. Oh, is it his ability? Cuz mm-hmm. I thought I I thought they just added it to the map, too, didn't they? Or was that just kind of a teaser? I think for that was just Octane. like a teaser for it cuz the launch pads were like around some locations, so I know Market was one of them, but yeah, that's his ultimate. And man, his character's hilarious. No, yeah, I was gonna, I, I was gonna, I have the Reddit post up. I have the video. I wanted to play it. I was gonna switch to the media view because <laughs> I, I haven't. Unfortunately, last night I had like a business conference to go to, so I haven't even played Apex since the. Uh, I don't have enough currency to buy him. I had to watch my friends play him. Yeah, like, he looks so fun. I want to play him. I haven't had a chance to play since they started season one and patched and added all the new stuff. Uh, but I saw this post on Reddit and I thought it was hilarious because someone said, uh, whoever came up with the idea to have Octane run like that deserves a raise. And it's just a, a video of Octane running, basically. I'm going to make mm-hmm. it full screen because it's, it's pretty damn funny. 
So you'll see Octane, he jumps down from the from the right side over here. So just like pay attention to how he runs. <laughs> it's so great. Mm -hmm. He just throws his arms up like all the way. Like yeah, just like totally cartoon. He's got his gun in his hand, just like swinging it up in the air. And then the other thing that I like about it that makes it even more animated is the way that he leans. Oh, yeah. He really leans into those He, like, turns. leans into his turns. It's really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I, I could just, like, sit here and watch this. I don't know. The animation is really cool. And then someone else was pointing out some other fun animations I didn't even know about, like uh, Mirage, or I think it's Mirage. Like, when Mirage is walking while he aims he like does a dance i don't know so people were pointing out all these little like really fun mannerisms and animations that they put in the game that like give it mm -hmm. that little bit of extra character yeah because all the all the the chain all the well it's apex legends so i guess they're legends but they say champions so i'll just call them champ all the champions really have like little quirks to them that makes it feel like they have so much character yeah they're so fleshed out yeah, like the dialogue and everything. I I don't know. I mm -hmm. there's so much charm in the game. I and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here and I'm gonna say that it's okay that the battle pass isn't that good. I know that everyone's super excited about it and whatnot, and everyone's feeling a little disappointed. But it's literally the first battle pass that they've ever done i don't because the studio that's making the game in in most of their previous games they didn't they didn't have battle passes right because it's the same nope it was just 40 bucks yeah have the content. like titanfall right like it's the yeah, same titanfall titanfall 2 yeah so like they're, they're treading on completely new ground and i know you could say yeah but they should learn from those who went before them, which I agree with, there's they, mm -hmm. the like Fortnite. Yeah, they should look at Fortnite and say, okay, what works and what doesn't. But it's not the same game. They mm -hmm. do That's have the biggest thing. They do have different characters with different, you know, stats and abilities and all this stuff. And so they're just they're they're gonna have to work out how that needs to balance out. Um, and you know, they could make it progressive seasons, right? Like. It's season one, so a lot of people still haven't unlocked a lot of those stat trackers. So maybe they're thinking, hey, season one will make it really easy for people to unlock a buttload of stat trackers. If and, only that were the case. And then in the next season, you know, there will be less of those. And by then they'll have, hopefully with all the money they make from season one, they can hire a few design people to make some better skins. And maybe there will be more skins in season two. Like, it's m money money needs to happen like they have to make money to hire people to make better con make better content right like design team and programming team are two completely separate things and when you start talking about skins you need a whole different set of skills to design that stuff so you know like if you look at if you look at league of legends if you look at character design and skins from like season two compared to how they look now mm -hmm. they were pretty much all recolors they were recolors and maybe like a few unique ones that cost more money but like 
a lot of that they, stuff like, was garbage. Like it was, it was. It was an event too. Like they're like, oh, this is the, this is Pulse Fire Ezreal, twenty dollars. Yeah. He has an evolving skin that changes as the game goes. Now it's like all the skins are kind of at that level, and then like the real expensive ones, they just they also have like changing effects as well. Right. That's what I'm saying is people have very selective memories. Like if you look at most games early on, the content that they were making and charging money for, I remember the early Path of Exile shit. And some of it was just bad. Like the bleeding sword looked just like the the bat sword. Like the the fidelity and the quality of a lot of those skins was not very good, but they were just doing the best with the resources they had. But look at League of Legends now. Just the promotional CGI movies that they come out with, like full-on music videos, full-on like seasonal, like like the videos they make are worlds ahead of I remember the old, like the original promotional video for go back and watch it on like mm-hmm. the original old rise of this massive scroll. Yeah, like Rise looked fucking R worded. Like we're like he looked like the game looked like trash compared to what it does now. So like I have to remember that and I have to keep that in mind. <laughs> yes, I said R worded. Go listen to especially since so many people were complaining about every bug. And yes, the bugs like were something that need to get fixed. But since they're trying to hammer out all those issues, that means less time thinking about like, oh, what are we doing for cosmetics? That's more of an afterthought after you fix all of that. Yeah, and then and and yet no one wants to remember when you used to be able to buy six sunfire capes in League of Legends, like you know it stacked it was so good <laughs> but i'm just it was, saying like it was six sunfire caves on evelyn who at the time could be invisible all the time right so you can literally just stand next to the enemy team and kill them like they gotta go through they gotta get their digs in they have to go through the learning process it's a brand new game they've never done a battle pass before like give them a little time and just like if you like the game Throw some money at the battle pass because you want to support the developers. Don't buy it because you think the content's amazing. I mean, yeah, you're going to get some shit from it. Cool. You'll get some skins and some stat trackers and and some coins and some crafting materials. And it costs you nine bucks or nine, $10, $9.50 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just, the lowest you can buy is 10 And just give them some time. If you don't like what's in it, don't buy it. And just wait till the next season. I guarantee you it's going to get better. As long as they continue to have an audience and continue to make a little money, like it'll get better. Mm-hmm. Although something I wish, or at least I hope they're looking at, unless you're min-maxing how much XP you're earning from the battle pass, apparently for some people it takes a long time. But from my personal experience, I haven't had any issue with that. So I'm unsure like if it's actually a problem or if it isn't what you know the what amount of time it takes to like grind the levels. Yeah. So it's like level one to 100. And when I was playing, I was like, I was playing with Via and his friend and it's like, Oh, after an hour, almost level two. And I was like, all right, that's, that's a reasonable pace. And then I see people on the subreddit going like, I've been playing for eight hours and I didn't even get like one level. And I was like, that, that, that doesn't are you just bad at the game i was gonna say it's because they're bad <laughs> yeah that's why i was like i got carried pretty much like those games and that was only an hour and i'm almost level two so it's like 
I don't understand like where this disparity is coming from. Yeah, I uh, especially when uh most of the points you get are just for surviving. Right. Yeah, you get a lot of points just for surviving for a while. You could just like drop and hide for half of the map and get some, get a decent amount of points. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, I was gonna ask you because I haven't had a chance to play. You're kind of like my my sounding board. I'm gonna ask you questions. Do you know if uh, are there any type of bonus incentives? I know you get you get bonus points for playing with friends, right? For playing in a squad. Not at the start. Oh, in the battle pass, no. In the battle pass, there's it's it's like Fortnite where at tiers you get a five percent like XP bonus. So it's like I think at like tier five or something, you get you unlock a five percent. So if you play with friends, then they get five percent as well. Oh, but okay. if those two friends also have it, then it stacks. So now everyone's getting fifteen. See that that could be why maybe they weren't playing in a group, so they weren't getting mm-hmm. like those bonuses. And then now are there is there a, anything like the treasure chests? In, oh no! You know there's how no challenges. That's what I well that and they said not for, they they said they don't have challenges yet. They mm-hmm. said that they wanted to focus on people just getting better at the game, so it's just a straight up battle pass. But they're not opposed to doing something like that in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember they said specifically like we don't want to put in like oh go to Watchtower and just and like jump off and kill two. No, people no, I'm not talking about those challenges. I'm talking about the chests in minion masters that are purely based on winning mm. you know where you can win like you win three games and you get like a bunch of bonus xp mm-hmm. is there's nothing like that yet no it's it's purely just like play around get points so and then it's just based on like i think you get points directly from whatever xp you earn from the match so whatever that ma- match xp is you get points for that you get the bonus from playing with friends, and you get a bonus if you haven't maxed out a legend. Because there's a cap, apparently, like on each legend. Oh, yeah, they said they wanted to encourage you to play different characters. Mm-hmm. So, like, if, if you rotate through the characters, you get a bonus for not, like, capping one out. Mm-hmm. So you don't lose anything, but there is a bonus for playing other legends. Right, exactly. And that could be another reason why someone in the subreddit would be like, oh, I'm progressing so slow. Like if they're only playing Bangalore all the time or something. Yeah, they're missing out. Because someone did say it's like, well, like if you don't like Caustic and Gibraltar, then just don't play those two, but play the other like five. Right. Yeah, which I kind of appreciate. Like they want you to rotate through the characters and get to know them. Because the same argument that I make about League of Legends, like being good at League of Legends is not only being good with the characters, but being good against other characters. A big part of that game is just learning everyone's stuff. Like, oh, I know how far away I need to stand so Rise can't stun me, right? Like I know the range of his attacks. Like you subconsciously start to learn all of that stuff and instinctively you just kind of know like where to be or how far away to be or what the cooldowns are. But that comes with playing all those characters enough to know all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think the same could be said for, uh, you know, Apex. The more, the more you play as those characters, you'll, you'll know what their abilities are, the range of those abilities, the cooldowns of those abilities, so you can kind of like be better at, against other players. So I think it's a good thing. I think it'll change. It'll 
increase uh, game IQ or EQ or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I can agree with that. So yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't think it deserves all the hate it's getting. Yeah, the skins aren't great, and yeah, it might be a little grindy, but you know what? It's a free game, so if you don't want it, don't pay for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like It's really what it comes down to. If you want to support the devs, cool. If not, just play the game and have fun. Mm-hmm, pretty much. Because I know for a lot of people that have already hit like the level cap, they're like, oh, nice. It's another like form of progression because I already hit the cap. Right. Yeah, no, for me, that's mostly what it is. is like you said, I like to see a bar move. Mm-hmm. And as a software developer myself, a big part of my motivation for it is just having a way to uh, um, support the game because the store, I didn't really, the prices and the stuff that you could buy straight out with money didn't really appeal to me. So Yeah, the store itself is pretty bad. It's like 20 bucks. Yeah, so I was waiting for the Battle Pass more as a way to, hey, cool, it's something I can progress and it's a way I can support the devs. Um, I don't know. I just, I think it's... I think it's good overall. They got to make money. Mm-hmm. And, and the base game still solid. Yeah, absolutely. Still a great game. And then the first band wave came as well. True. Yeah, I, I heard there was some good, some good band hammering happening. I've seen mm-hmm. some of the videos of the hacks. and I, I personally haven't experienced any hackers yet, but ugh, mm-hmm. that would frustrate the shit out of me. I could, I could, it's good that they're cracking down on that. Yeah, because when you're looking at those videos and reading the subreddit, it makes it sound like there's hackers in every game. But then from like when I'm playing, it's like, eh, I don't really see any of this. So it's like, how, how big of an issue was it? Unless, the, except for the cases where they were very explicitly hacking, like doing the speed hack and just like flying around and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's someone in, the, uh, in that th- same thread about... Uh, the new guy's funny running. Mm-hmm. They uh, they were saying that someone was playing as him with the name uh, Run Forest, and uh, they were hacking with like speed hacks. And he's like, I he's like, I wanted to be mad, but all I could do is laugh because he he was just like running full speed around the map with that ridiculous animation, clearly speed hacking. So it was like a meme account, you know. But I thought that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Octane, he's really good. Octane, yeah. I spaced his name for a second. So, what are his abilities? Before, well, after this, I swear we'll move on from Apex. We won't talk about Apex on light. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't even know what his kit is or anything. So, like I said earlier, his ultimate ability is that little jump pad. He can throw it around anywhere, and then it's just a jump pad. You, you walk on it, you jump into it, and it just launches you in a direction. Do you launch high enough to go back into like hover floaty? No, not, not nearly that. No, high. it's just like a, a a a massive jump then. Yes, and then anyone can use it, okay. and then it also breaks as like two hundred health, so enemies can break it. Is... Oh, so you can shoot it and blow it up. Mm-hmm. I think oct. I don't think allies can, but I know I think octane might be able to, and I know enemies for sure. Okay, and then his active ability 
Z sacrifices some amount of health. I'm not sure how much, and he gets a speed boost. Yeah, for like six seconds, or is it five seconds and a six second cooldown? One of those. And his passive is when he's not taking any damage, he regenerates one health every two seconds. Oh, mm-hmm. so that's what makes him really good because you don't really need meds when you're just like going from area to area or skirmish yeah, when- to skirmish. Right, exactly. After you just finished like a, a, a big battle and you're just like looting and moving to the next area, you just passively heal. Mm-hmm. That's what made Lifeline like such a like must have in like every squad just because the ability to have a free med kit every minute is just that, that strong. Right. So a character that can heal itself is pretty good. No, that's pretty solid. <laughs> so now that makes sense that the whole speed boost thing, because a lot of people were talking about how uh, he basically is a loot thief, like to the max. Oh yeah, because he can just outrun everyone. So he'd be like, "Cool, yeah, I found a gun," and he just like runs past and steals it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fast because Bangalore has the, uh, the the movement speed passive as well, but only when she gets shot at. Right. So Octane can have it up pretty much whenever he wants, and it makes him fast. Yeah, he, he'll he, just get behind you. You don't even notice. Yeah, you can hop plop and just like out out like beat people to the weapons because you can run so fast. Hmm. Mm, interesting. Makes me wonder what the the next legends are gonna be because his kit was kind of leaked. There was like speculation, like, oh, well, he's gonna heal, but like the leak was like, oh, he's gonna heal like so much health, it's gonna be insane. But then some of the other stuff they got all right. Like they said, oh, he's going to have like some kind of jump ability and a speed boost ability and stuff like that. So it makes me wonder like, okay, how much of the of the other leaks were true? Because other than the names, that's really all we got. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, it's It looks like they have a lot more legends planned too. Like the list of names. There was a list of names that was leaked. I don't know how real it is or whatever, but there was like eight names. Mm-hmm. And they said not to pay too much attention to that because a lot of those are just ideas of characters that will probably never get released. But the but, fact that they were even came out. Well, yeah, the fact that they're even considering that many, like it, that's I don't know, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And even if they don't use like that character specifically, right. like some of the ideas they have attached to them are probably probably going to be seen like in a different person. Yeah, well, and I wonder if that if they'll have if they're intending a model similar to because uh, there's like Overwatch, right, where characters come out but not that frequently. But then you've got like League of Legends where they have a specific release cycle for for you know heroes or champions or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. I think they're at like two or three a year. Yeah. So I I remember back in the early days, they're like, we're going to pump one out like every two weeks. Yeah. I wonder how aggressive they'll be like with releasing new characters. Mm -hmm. Like, is it going to be one, like only on a new season, maybe two a season? Are they going to put it in the battle pass? Like really don't know. Yeah. Maybe every season, yeah. Maybe they'll just have a new because I, I mean, that would give you incentive to. Uh... Can you can you unlock Octane in the battle pass or no? No, you just have to buy them with either money or just the uh, the in-game currency you get. So had I been playing more, like overall, I could have just bought them straight out. But I was like short, like two thousand. Uh, okay. It's only like ten, twelve games. Cool. Well, I gotta get in and play. 
I, uh, I'm excited to play it. I just haven't had time. Um, <laughs> the other one that was kind of flew under the radar, I sent you the link, and I was pretty excited about it, was uh, Wizard of Legend. They just came out of nowhere and dropped their patch with mm-hmm. uh there's a whole new uh boss there's like here where's the there's a link here with all the info there's an official thread now let me pull it up so for those who don't know wizard of legend is is like a a roguelite like top down similar to like a binding of isaac type game except you you get to build your kit out of like a combination of spells that you unlock and then you can also get relics and relics are similar to the items in binding of isaac where each one is either you know a buff or a nerf in some way and you can combine different ones to have every run is different and you can stack all of that stuff into unique builds each run mm-hmm. um so they added 20 arcana which are the spells 20 new uh signatures which are like the ultimate abilities 35 new relics, uh, three new outfits, uh, new enemies, a whole new level, like a whole new floor or like, um, what would you call it? World. I guess a whole new world, which is the wind world and a new Mm -hmm. boss at the end of that world. And so now that they have that many bosses, there's a chance that you won't, they didn't add to the, the actual length of the game. And because the bosses are random, every run there will be a boss that you don't face. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So it makes the the runs even more unique, which I I thought was really exciting. So mm-hmm. I'm probably because before that kind of got a little boring because you were always going to fight the same bosses. Yeah, and they they just be a bit harder depending on where they spawn. Yeah, I was going to say depending on what tier they are, because like a tier one ice boss doesn't like the tier three ice boss has like two extra abilities and they cast their spells faster. Mm-hmm. So like, other than that, they're the same every time. So it, it'll, yeah, I agree. It'll be interesting that they're, uh, um, going to be rotated a little bit more, uh, and it'll keep it a little more fresh. And there's an endless mode, which I'm really oh. interested in. I think, I, I think you just, keep progress it just keeps getting harder and harder i'm guessing you just rotate through the worlds until you eventually die i I wonder how that'll scale Hmm. because if you get to keep picking up items too that that's tricky because your relics there's a limit on how many relics you can have so you'll it's not like buying like in binding of isaac there's no limit you can literally pick up everything every as many items as until you die right in this game, your relic box is limited to like 12 or 14. I, it's two rows of I forget how many. Um, so you'll have to be really good at like paying attention to which relics to keep and which ones to drop and which ones synergize with each other. Because if the game continues to scale as you go through end, endless levels, but you can't continue to pick up more and more relics, that could become a problem real quick. The levels are going to outscale you. So I don't know. Unless they change that. Maybe in endless mode you get to pick up more relics. I haven't played it yet, so I don't know. But I'm excited mm-hmm. to play it. I, I really it's, it, I loved that game, and it, I had a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like 
kind of patches kind of what they needed because i remember when i played it last i kind of got bored of it just because the like there was a lot of like different things you could do each run was different but there really wasn't much total difference like you always knew like okay i'm always going to be fighting through three basic i'm always going to be fighting through three stages and i know who the bosses are and i know exactly what they do and since there's only three and then the different permutations for the level so like nine in total it really wasn't like a ton mostly all they had was like oh play through until you unlock everything and that's about it but more stuff in an endless mode that's infinite longevity yeah yeah it'll be interesting uh so the last thing i wanted to talk about before we uh get to some beef and then we can talk about a few more things after that uh we got to get into this whole stadia thing Mm. I uh gaming of the future. I really uh, there's a big part of me that hopes that's not true. Mhm. <laughs> I mean, they really sold it on some of the key points and for those who don't know who are listening, uh go Google Stadia or sorry, go Google Google Stadia. Um Google is coming out with their own gaming platform. Uh, it's going to be a purely streaming platform. They said they they claim that they have gotten it down to a science that they've worked out all the kinks that it is like almost no latency that you can play games, connect to their data servers and they're like monster. They 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 worked with uh, AMD to build a custom video card, and they've got a custom CPU. So each person connects to a rack that they can play games from, playing it directly from their server farms. And uh, they're they're making some pretty big claims. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I honestly like I I'm really optimistic that it can be playable, but. Someone pointed out the number one, obviously the biggest thing that people are going to be skeptical about is internet, right? The Mm -hmm. United States, we all know, is extremely inconsistent as far as quality of the connection, uh, rate limits, uh, data caps, data caps, uh, prices in general, monopolies. Like basically, if you're in the Midwest, don't expect to use Google Stadia. Yeah, unless Google's going to maybe this will be like stage 1 of them cuz you know they they pushed Google Fiber for a while and they continue to like build their infrastructure but like I I I honestly don't know how they could possibly pull this off without some plan. I mean, unless they found a way to push like insane amounts of data, compressed data through a shitty connection people are going to experience quality loss and lag input lag. Like, I don't know how you can't, it's mm-hmm. the nature like, of the uh, internet. The last thing I saw was like, someone was saying like, well, the, the, the input lag is only as much as like a console, but then other things I were, but then the other ones I were seeing were like, Oh no, it gets as high as like a hundred, a hundred milliseconds one way. So that's 200 milliseconds both ways. And that's really noticeable. So maybe like a, a single player like story game, like oh, not a big deal. But if you want to do anything multiplayer, not gonna work. Right. Although they did show off some really cool features, 
um i don't know if you watched the whole thing but like the virtual i watched uh I watched all the way up to when Matt Pat showed up because <laughs> then I was like, I really don't care about the YouTube integration stuff. That's, that's not that too important to me. I mean, the idea, if it, if it's as seamless as they say, the idea of someone watching you stream a game and they can click a button that says play now, and you can like join that game in your browser. Mm-hmm. That's insane. If it works as good as they claim that it will work. Like if, if, if I see you playing, you know, minion masters and I can click like play now and join you and like, we can co-op together just by clicking Mm -hmm. a button in the browser and I can play it in the browser and it just starts playing immediately. That's what they claimed. Mm -hmm. Like the, the big thing that I was like, oh wow, that's actually phenomenal. It was on like, they had, they had the Google like Chromebook. I think it was a Chromebook or one of their laptop notebooks they had the chromebook then they had did they have a yeah they had a cell phone then they had an, a cheap desktop yeah they had a bunch of them lined up next to each other and, and he switched like, from one to the other like, to the other yeah and i was like "Ooh, that looks phenomenal probably not going to work like that in reality but if it works similarly enough that's still pretty cool to like seamlessly swap that feed from just basically peripheral to peripheral since it is based on that data server. Right. Well, and one of the features they showed off because it's all running from the same like data center that they showed off the like virtual couch co-op thing Mm -hmm. where like you could have, like you could just pull up your, like if you're playing co-op, you could just pull up the screen of whoever you're playing with. And they said that you could, put that and they could even virtually put that screen on any screen in the game so like mm-hmm. for example like say you're playing uh fallout uh multiplayer fallout don't hate me i'm sorry <laughs> and you want to like see where your friend is but rather than ask him where he is you could just pull up your screen and like press a button and you see their view type thing like you, they could Basically, because they're in the same data center, they could pipe somebody else's streaming view, their stream, into your game. So there's a lot of creative things you could potentially do with that. Mm-hmm. And they also had one other feature, the the whole replay feature, where like because it's all being handled by their data center and you're all playing on that data center... I could like pause a game and save a state of where I'm at and just basically share that state with someone else. And they could, they could replay moments that I played. Like we could share, or I could even create set up certain challenges. Like I could do a speed run up to a certain point and then save that state and then give it to my audience and be like, all right, let's see who can beat this last section. The fastest. You only have one heart and three bullets left. And everyone could give it their own try, basically taking your state and instantly hitting play now and and playing starting where you left off type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then yeah, Dan in the chat points out a good thing. They did not specify how much this service was going to cost. Nope, they did not. And it's like, why are you keeping this from us? How much is it going to... Because if it's competitively priced, and if we say, all right, the, the cost of a console to a mid-range computer, right? So that's like, like what, $300 to like 600 So that's a one-time purchase. So if it's like around there, and let's say a console lifespan, we'll use that as a base since you can upgrade a PC, is around like three to four years, right? 
So that's three to four years, $500 average. That's what, 60 bucks a year? If it's like anywhere competitive to that, then most people, I can see people jumping onto that. But right. if it's like super expensive, like oh, it's only a $300 like purchase every year, not going to work. But with how much like tech they've invested into it, I can't see it being like super cheap. Yeah, I mean, but they already do have massive data centers. <laughs> and That's true. They do already have it. Like the infrastructure is already there. So I don't know if they're going to factor that cost into it. And if they want to be competitive, they're going to have to price it competitively. And Google has never had a problem losing money to try Uh and make something work. Like YouTube still isn't profitable since they bought it. So they, you know, they're, they're not opposed to the, the literally, I think you can Google this. I might be wrong, but I think the only two things that are profitable for their entire company is search and uh ads i'm pretty sure all the other endeavors and all the other products that they have are all feeding into those because they're the only two that make them money Uh youtube doesn't make them money google docs doesn't make them money google world really doesn't make them money like they have so many amazing products that they just give out for free because they all lead back to their search and their ads and so really that's all that even if even if it just feeds people back into YouTube or even if they feed you an ad like in between switching games or like they'll find ways to like compensate for if if it they may just be willing to lose money on it at, at least mm-hmm. initially you know and someone pointed out that they could use the Amazon model um which you pay for Amazon Prime which gives you access to Amazon Video right and there's a bunch of free content that you can stream from Amazon Video but like let's say a brand new movie like a, a you know box office smash comes out you don't get you don't get that for free you can get it on Amazon Video but you can pay like 4 dollars like 3 or 4 bucks to rent it or like eight bucks to buy it and add it to your like video library. Right. So they, mm-hmm. they, they, they actually have both models. So they said Google could do that where, you know, you pay for the streaming service and it gives you access to like the bronze tier games that are all free. And then mm-hmm. like, you know, when a premium game comes out, you can spend like 10 extra bucks to add that to your library. Or maybe they have just three different tiers of games that like triple a titles. You have to pay, 50 bucks a month. Whereas if you just want to play indie games, it's like 10 bucks a month. You know, there there's lots of different ways they can structure it price wise, but you have to remember that they're competing. They're competing for your time with everything else. They're competing with Hulu and Netflix and, you know, Twitch and all these other services that are either very inexpensive or free. So they're going to have to make it at least somewhat competitive in order for people to invest time in it. Mm Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder, because you brought up indie games, like how you're going to be developing on their service, because that is how they're marketing it as a platform, as a service. So they're just providing the platform for all this stuff. But And then they did partner, because I think they did say like Doom Eternal was going to run on it. Yeah, yeah, it is, because I was joking about it earlier. So they got the team, they got, I, they got id, but then how is it going to look for all these other companies that aren't as big? How much is it going to cost them to develop on this platform and make stuff for it? Because other than Doom Eternal, I don't think they have like another 
like full title that's like going to help sell this because at the show floor they did have a lot of like tech demos and stuff but nothing like concrete that you know of because a lot of other studios uh, they had two or three other studios that came out and said we're already developing games on this and i would not be surprised if there's a whole lot more that they have ndas uh on there's probably, you know, they could come out. They said it's coming out this year. I, I wouldn't put it past Google to drop it and just be like, oh, and there's 20 games for it already. Like, they they probably have NDAs. Because, like, the one guy was like, yeah, we're already developing a game. He was talking about that replay feature. He's like, we're mm-hmm. designing a game right now specifically built around that feature. I can't say anything yet. So, like... I guarantee you that Google Google's not dumb. I'm sure they reached out to a bunch of developers and were like, hey, we want you to develop on this platform, but sign this fat hey. NDA until until it comes out, you know? So that tells me I'm going to have to head down to Irvine where my friend has Google Fiber and then use her gigabit connection to try out Google Stadia. <laughs> I mean, I might I might have decent luck with it. I have a pretty solid connection. But then I, I'd always, it also makes me wonder, it's going to give them an interesting niche because a lot what, what you don't think about is you need, you need upload and download speed for this to work, right? Mm-hmm. So that's going to that's gonna cut into your, uh, probably not that much upload because you only need to upload like inputs and stuff. You don't need to upload any video information. The download is going to be significant. But I wonder how it'll affect people who want to stream on Twitch and play on Stadia. And I think that's why they're they're going to incentivize you to use Google, right? They're gonna the whole mm-hmm. point is for you YouTube to use game. YouTube gaming because it's all in their data center. So you can literally stream if you're playing on Stadia and you're using YouTube gaming. Those two servers are sitting right next to each other. Like they, it, you don't even need to transcode anything. It's just going it to be on the same rack. It's going to feed that stream directly back to your viewers. Right. And then they have the ability to click and join your game and stuff. So that's like a huge selling point for content creators and streamers. And they did push that quite a bit. They were like, this is going to take interaction with your community to mm-hmm. the next level. So yeah, Matt Pat from game theory was really selling that one. And then I just saw another clip the other day, I think it was yesterday, where the guy, a guy saw that be announced and he was like, I've spent so much of my time trying to get away from you guys and now you can just <laughs> join into my game directly? Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty intense. I mean, that, that could be the, the main selling point is if it is playable and it is that low latency and that easy to join games and that easy to connect to your community, I could see content creators definitely jumping onto it. Mm-hmm. Um, gamers like your average gamer, I don't know. It'll time will tell, but yeah, it'll be hard for someone that like already has like a gaming PC or has already purchased a lot of stuff like with their Xbox or PlayStation yeah. to want to swap to this system. Right. I mean, I've got I've got a pretty strong PC with a Steam account with five hundred plus games. Plus, like Origin and Twitch and all the other accounts I have with games sitting in them that I never play. I've got a PlayStation 4 that right now is basically my glorified media center, but I do have a couple games for it when I want to like veg out on the couch. Uh, I've got a Wii U, mostly for Mario Maker and a couple other games. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, and I have a phone that I play like mobile games on half the time. So, 
is there and then if i am streaming something it's usually netflix or hulu or whatever so is there space for me personally i don't know don't worry soon there'll be the one-stop shop for all of that unless there's some crazy flagship like there's gonna have to be something that convinces people to buy it and i've i've made the same argument about vr vr is novel and it's cool and stuff there still hasn't been that like flagship game there hasn't been the world of warcraft of vr yet right there isn't that truly immersive like must-have experience that everyone's talking about i think stadia might help with that though because now you only need like if they could make it so you just need to plug in your vr con your vr headset Headset? that's true cheapo computer computer and then just stream all of it with very low latency that see that combination Mm -hmm. that's where the issue comes in no that could be what sells it if you that if they take their data centers and their video and just sheer processing power and let you plug your vr headset in and connect to all of their hardware and just like jump into a vr world with zero configuration because right now not only do you have to have a headset you also have to have a video card strong enough to play it because mm-hmm. i like my video card is one generation too old i have a 980 i could probably do it but like they recommend at least like a 1060 or 1070 so that i mean and then with their data centers yeah they could have a massive like world of warcraft or like second world like 2.0 or sims or third world yeah like they they mm-hmm. could they could do it on their servers and and then at that point it's just can you get the latency low enough to where people can actually play it without feeling sick <laughs> yeah that'll be that's where true. if you have google fiber it's probably going to be low enough yeah yeah that i mean that would be imagine playing like gta 5 but all the npcs walking around are other people but and and you're doing it in first person vr that see now i i hadn't thought about that i hadn't thought about connecting vr to stadia that could definitely be a selling point for me mm, now i want it that would convince me to buy a vr headset mm-hmm. yeah because right now there's not really like a ton going for vr like beat saber is cool that's really niche yeah, I love Beat Saber, but it's not enough for me to buy one. That's what I'm saying. There's no, there's no flagship. There's no, mm-hmm. there's no Mario of VR. You know, there's no like there's the, no VR MMO yet. The reason I bought a PlayStation was because of Final Fantasy VII. Like straight up. Like at the time, it was such a, an amazing, revolutionary like game that I, 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 my Nintendo 64 got stolen. My house got robbed. And when I got the insurance money, it was like right when uh, like Final Fantasy VII or VIII or something came out and Metal Gear Solid. Like there was all these games that had come out recently on PlayStation that convinced me to buy it because they were like that good. Uh-huh. And I there just isn't that on VR for me yet. I haven't seen anything that's convincing enough for me to buy it. So VR Stadia could be... Uh, oof. Now, now I'm kind of excited. I want to. That could be the killer app. Yeah, I'd plug into that and never, never disconnect again. So, I don't know. We'll see. The it's the last point I'll make about Stadia. My last concern uh, 
about it is the fact that it is all done remotely. Again, going back to the whole idea of being a developer and a modder and a creator, a huge part of gaming up, up until now has been modding. Because a lot of people have good ideas, but they don't have the technical knowledge to build a game engine, right? So for years, people with ideas have been able to just use existing tools to mod. You know, like we talked we talked about this a lot of times. Counter-Strike came from a mod. League of Legends came from a mod from another game, you know. All of these things that we have today are the result of mods of other games and other engines. How would you do modding? in that environment could you even do modding because it's all hosted remotely you don't have access to the the game or the code or the engine or anything Uh and so it's kind of discouraging that you'd basically be playing by their rules in their environment you wouldn't i don't know i don't know how that would work yeah it'd be kind of like a was it fallout 4 where yes you could mod it but then they also had the creators club where you like Oh, you can mod it, but only in specific ways that will allow. Right. Well, and then, <clears throat> sorry, I know I said that was the last thing, but the other one that that reminded me of is uh, compensation. Because w- if you look at other streaming services, right? So let's look at the music industry. Artists don't make shit from streaming services, right? Like they make these days artists pretty much have to tour and sell merch and do other things, cross promotions, whatever they don't Mm -hmm. make. They make very little money from, even if their songs have been played millions of times, the way the contracts are written, like on Spotify and Apple music and stuff, they don't make a lot of money at all. And I'm concerned that, Games take a lot of money to make. They take a lot of money to develop, to support, to patch, to you know release additional content. They take a they take a lot of money to develop. And if Google's not compensating people who are hosting their games on these platforms, if they're not making enough money off of these platforms, they're going to turn to alternative methods of making money. And the best example of how to make lots of money from a game currently is the mobile market. And so what I'm concerned with is them adopting mobile practices to fill the gap because they're going to take a loss, right? There's no way they can Uh make as much on Google streaming service as they do from straight up selling copies of their game. I don't know. Like, I guess, you you know, you could use the free-to-play model and they could add, like, more cosmetic stuff and whatnot. Mm-hmm. More now, microtransactions. Yeah, but more microtransactions means gummy ah, pay to win. That, yeah, like you know, and when you on mobile, you expect that, and I don't want mm-hmm. I don't want that to become you know. We talked about you know. Yeah, it's been it's been creeping into some AAA games like the Assassin's Creed. It's like, oh yeah, you can get uh, our gold coins, and it's like this is a AAA game. People paid sixty dollars for. Why are you? nickel and diming people for in-game currency in a single player game it's starting to happen and i think this google stadia platform would probably accelerate that significantly that's my concern is that people would be like cool we can throw it on google and then just micro transact the shit out of it because they'll get the numbers but 
if they're not making enough from those numbers, then they're going to find ways to make more. Mm-hmm. So that's concerning for me, I guess. We got to take a break. I ranted there quite a bit. I don't know. I have very strong feelings about this and I'm really concerned about it. I hope it's good, but I hope that it doesn't become the norm. I hope it's an option, but Google's really good at convincing people to use their stuff. And that's what concerns me. I hope people still make little dev games and, uh, and I hope that humble bundle and gog.com stay strong and continue to give you DRM free shit that you can download and play with and mod. Um, and I hope that Google does everything they say they do and that it's a good tool. And for those who want to use it can use it, but I hope it doesn't impact the game. Just community. don't ruin the ecosystem. Exactly. That, I think that's what I'm trying to say. You, you summed it up perfectly. Don't ruin the game ecosystem. I don't know. I I'm very concerned about it. Because Google has a lot of money and a lot of influence. And I just hope they do the right thing. <laughs> Before you know it, that game you're streaming to your to your phone while you're playing the newest uh, Assassin's Creed, they stream an ad right on top of it. Ew. Why you make me sad? All right. We're going to take a short break. Um, we'll be back in a few minutes. We'll have a Sheik's Beef, and then we'll probably call it a night. I just realized it's like 745 already. So, uh, yeah, we'll do Sheep's Beef, and then uh, hope you guys come back for that. I, I Did I download it? Yeah, I downloaded it. All right, so we'll be back in a few minutes. Go do what you got to do, and I'll see you in a minute. All right, I am back. We're going to jump right into some hot, spicy beef from our man, our friend, the myth, the legend, Mr. Mashif, twitch.tv forward slash Mashif, M-E-S-H-Y-F, is a good man. He sold me my car. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, he uh, he makes a little pre-made video for us called Sheaf's Beef where he gives us two topics that he's not very happy about. We get to debate those two topics and decide which one is the beefiest, which one is the most upsetting, which one is the bigger beef. Anyone in chat or at home, you can play along. Uh, we're going to watch his little video and uh discuss what he has to offer us this week so i'm gonna pull that up here i haven't pulled it up yet actually and i'll bring uh james on while i'm doing that let's see welcome not yet all right pause the music you got it up hello are you there james you got it up oh i forgot to unmute myself Uh (laughs) I thought I hit the button. Clearly, right. I was wrong. All right, so James is now here. He's present and unmuted. We're gonna we're gonna start this beef. You ready? I am. All right, as you know, on go. So one, two, three, go. Welcome everybody to another episode of Chiefs Beef. Cursed Welcome Machif. everyone to the ring. I'm your host, Machief, bringing you this week's hot. And spicy beefs. We're going to put two beefs head to head and figure out which of the two is the absolute beefiest beef of the week. We're also going to come to a conclusion for our beef giveaway. Woo! We're going to see who won the illustrious beef hoodie. And I even have a little something special for the runner up. But first, our first beef of the week is Operation Varsity 
Blues. Hmm. If you haven't heard about this story, the short nitty gritty version of it is a bunch of celebrities got caught paying their kids way into college. Now I know, hey, Miss Chief, they always pay their way into kids' college. No, these people bribed an admissions counselor to getting their kids into these schools under conditions that they wouldn't normally have met. And, you know, normally you buy like a wing of a school, you build a library, a parking lot, something, something, some sort of legal bribe to get your kid in, right? Oh, that that's uh, that's Sheaf Tower right there. That's our Sheaf uh, library. <laughs> Sheaf Tower. And all of a sudden, my kids can go to the school. That happens all the time. And you know what? I'm almost okay with that because at least the school got something out of it. This is just an admissions counselor that's gone rogue. He's against the rules. He's he's in the dark zone and he's getting paid when the school should be the one getting paid. They should be getting the bribes. And you know what? That's a fucking beef. And what's irritating as a as a college student myself at some point in my life, it's been a while, trust me. But as a college student at one point, I had to put a semester on hold. A whole semester. Had to wait a whole semester to get into the stupid fucking math class because a senior citizen registered a day before me. And she's just there for continuing education. You know, just there for funsies. <laughs> but I had to wait. If only I had $500,000 for my parents to spend on admissions counselors, then it wouldn't have mattered. But instead, I had to wait a whole quarter longer to get started with my life because... I didn't have any fucking money like these people. And you know what? It's great that they got caught. It's fantastic. But here's the thing. This is a very small portion. This is the tip of the iceberg. It's a juicy drama-filled iceberg. But it is happening at schools across the country. Guaranteed. This shit's happening. Fuck those rich people that just can't do it the right way. Especially when you have every advantage in the world and you just resort to money. That's fucking lazy. You're the first beef of the week. Beef of Second the week. beef is <gasps> armchair crypto king. Now, it's <laughs> been a couple of a blast months, from right? the past. In, in Bitcoin, nothing wrong with Bitcoin. If you invest in Bitcoin, got no qualms with you. But here's the thing. About eight months ago, eight, eight nine months ago, I had a couple, I, I want to say like five or six people at work that were just in my ear all day about cryptocurrency and how they were investing. You got to get in, man. It's the ground floor. They probably lost now a lot then. to invest. We're going to be rich. Mm -hmm. We're going to retire. Investing in Bitcoin. I putting all their money into Bitcoin and telling me I was a fool for not investing. And I might be a fool for not investing in Bitcoin. Okay? That's besides the point. But all these people that took a bunch of money, I'm talking a lot of money, and told me, <laughs> hey, come next year. I'm going to have tripled this shit, and I'm out of here. Well, sorry to say, all those people are still at fucking work. Yep. And you know what? They don't talk about a whole lot now. It's Bitcoin. <laughs> and Bitcoin's cool. But I love that they have kind of been put in their place. Ka-cha! Ka-cha! <laughs> because I'm so fucking sick and tired about hearing about the next big thing, the next big investment, what's going to go viral in the investment world well you know what's gonna go viral something that the average person probably doesn't have access to sad to say the next ipo the next big coin the next big this or that by the time the regular person you and me has a chance to get a hold of it it's too late you're too late the real money's already gone here's how 
you get rich, you armchair crypto kings. Work hard, save your money, invest modestly, and don't get a big fucking head about it. Thank you to everyone at work that was peacocking around, saying they were going to retire, that, you know what? They showed up to work. They're still showing up to work, and they're going to continue showing up to work. Those are our beefs of the week. You armchair crypto kings and varsity lose. Now, when we get back, I want to hear what Jimmy, James, chat, what you guys all have to say about our two beefs of the week and which of the two is the absolute beefiest beef. And then we're going to find out. Who's the winner of the giveaway? All right. Oh, I'm at 522. Uh, Same. Cool. What do you think? Where should we start? It's up to you. I want to hear what you got to say. All right. Well, just because it came up in one of my lectures today, coincidentally, the Varsity Blues... And, you know, Mashif touched upon a very interesting point that I'm pretty sure most people were already aware of, that rich people already have the advantage, you know. You donate a building, the parking lot, and then your kid gets in. You know, that's kind of the unspoken agreement. Right. Because I, I saw the, the argument on Reddit earlier when, the, like, when it was hot. And it was like, see, if I have all this money and donate a building to get my kid in, See, that building's going to benefit more than just my kid. It's, gonna, it's a net positive overall. Right. At least it benefits not like the university or the, the community or like something mm-hmm. that is, is above and beyond just your asshole getting into the school. Like, you, mm-hmm. you like if I donate a whole like research wing, then that lets in even more students. So it's a net positive. You're contributing to the greater good. You build Science Hall 3 and now more kids can go to science classes then that offsets mm-hmm. your little brat going to the school. Mm-hmm. But then the big thing that this one was when you bribe an administrator to get your kid in now, that's just, that's just shady underhanded tactics. Cause from what I saw, some of these students weren't even aware that their parents were doing it. Some of them were, they were able to prove some of these students did know, but others, some of them just thought like, Oh, I'm taking the ACT at home my mother's proctoring it and then she's going to deliver it. Like this, this is normal. I guess some people do this. And then what they, they don't know, like, Hey, your mother faked it. It was a whole ploy to get you. Cause you were not good enough, or I guess not qualified enough to get into some of these schools. And it was funny because uh, one of the girls in my, one of my lectures actually said one of the schools that was being investigated for this, she did apply and she was right on the cusp of it. So she was asked by, I guess they're forming a, cl- a class action lawsuit. They asked her like, hey, would you want to come forward and be represented by this class action lawsuit? Because you may have been affected by this case. So for that one, that's just, that hurts me. Because I applied to a lot of colleges. None of these like really big names. I didn't have like, my aspirations weren't that high. I was like, eh, I'm a good student. I'm not like that good of a student. Right. But I had friends that were like, applying to some of these colleges and to think like, Oh, like they really put in the time and effort and they were very talented. And the odds are like, they might've not been, been accepted because someone else paid their way. And that, that strikes a chord with me. And then for the crypto Kings, I just find that one really funny because it was the drop was what December, 2017 when everyone was like, it's going to the moon. You got to get in now, like get rich quick. And then it plummets down to like, 
Is that 20,000 and it plummeted to like 2K? It's back up to four, though. It's been mm-hmm. slowly That's climbing recently. It's been slowly climbing. But yeah, but then you have the people like Mashif described that are like, this is it. This is this is the get rich quick scheme. It's like, if you're like that, you're the ones getting duped and losing the money unless, to the other people actually making the money. Unless like, you, you pull a going. JC stream and you dupe other people and profit off of other people's idiocy. <laughs> Oof. No. Uh, yeah. So on the on the varsity one, the varsity blues investigation or whatever. What are the two beefs? I missed it. So the two beefs are uh, uh, the varsity blues. What was it called? Operation Varsity Blues. Mm. Uh, the you know all those people that got busted for uh, bribing their kids into school. And the other one is uh, cryptocurrency kings or like be- basically people who thought that they were going to make it rich and like were telling everyone, you got to invest. Oh, I, I'm going to invest. I'm going to quit my job, make millions. And I'm like that thought they knew everything about everything and that they were going to make it big. And they they convinced everyone around them that crypto was the, the hot shit and that it was their ticket to money and fame. Mm-hmm. So those are the those are the two beefs. Um, so if so on the varsity one, uh, Operation Varsity Blues, we're, the the beef is actually not the investigation. The beef is the people who bribed to get their kids into school. Just so I'm clear, uh, which I think on a large scale, as far as impact on society, that one is clearly. Bigger beef, like that. Mm-hmm. That had a very direct, uh, really no contest. Yeah, like Varsity Blues for show. However, playing devil's advocate a little bit, did any of us honestly believe that that shit wasn't happening? Oh no, I'm for. Like when when it happened, was- I wasn't even mad because it was like, duh. Like I I like I I couldn't I I just I. I assumed that that shit was happening all the time. Do you know how many business deals are done on the golf course? Like, mm-hmm. like people think that hard work, like, yeah, Mashif, I agree to some extent that hard work and, and saving and modest investing will get you to a certain level. But like there comes, there's a line that is drawn eventually where unless you're going to the same country clubs and eating at the same places and on the same golf courses as these people, you're never going to make it to that. Like all the really big deals happen on on the field, on in in the clubs, at a dinner table. Like it's all who you know, and it's all like. So it, I, as much as I wanted to be upset about it, it really didn't surprise me at all. And mm-hmm. so I like as mad as I want to be about it. I just, I it, to me it was like yeah duh like I yeah, yeah the sentiment was exactly that. It was like oh the thing everyone thought about as being like the norm people got caught for it wow like it was one of those things that everyone knew was happening but no but like we didn't know the extent but we're like yeah rich people can buy their way into college like they can buy their way into anything i mean college is just one example and i'm glad that they got caught 
But am I that upset about it? Not. I mean, I should be. I guess maybe I'm desensitized to the fact that the 1% do whatever the fuck they want. Maybe that's maybe I should be more upset about it. I guess mm-hmm. I don't if know. If anything, it's going to be the schools that are the most mad cuz now like their legitimacy is going to get like criticized. Like, oh, like how many of like your of your students actually were qualified? And like, are the are the reason like are you neglecting actually like top tier students just because people paid in? You have a really good point there because colleges are already like it's not it's starting to happen, but like the whole college system is kind of already on the chopping block. When you have people like Elon Musk who are like, I don't give a shit if you have a degree if you know what you're doing, like. With the amount of information you can learn just by like paying for a course on the internet, like you can go to Udemy and learn how to do whatever. Like, there's the the resources for those who want to learn a skill are there, and so the whole like formal education thing is kind of becoming a huge gray area. And these huge establishments are already kind of being looked at differently. And so, like you said, this is not helping. This is just going to further kind of illegitimize the whole like higher education system and official like oh you got to get a credentialed degree and all this stuff do you Mm -hmm. really like yeah it's gonna turn into the thing where it's like you go to college if you want to be like a doctor or an engineer you know stuff that like is really technical type stuff but everything else is gonna be like maybe you don't need one like accounting it's like yes you need like you need that just to show like you know some stuff and then that's just the requirement to do a CPA is just a degree in something. It doesn't even have to be in, in accounting. You just need a degree. Right. So yeah. other than that specific stuff, it's like, why go to college? Yeah. To become a lawyer, a lot of people don't realize um, to become a lawyer, like obviously you have to go to law school, but to get into law school, like you can have, there's like six different things you can get a degree in and all you have to do is pass the test. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, what's going to start happening more and more. A lot of these certifications and a lot of these, like, especially in the it world, it's already this way. You can get certain, there's a lot of it certifications that you can get just by paying and taking a test. Mm -hmm. You can buy the books. If you want, you can take a class if you want, but what it really comes down to, if, if you pass the test, you know, the stuff. Same with uh, some of the, like uh, Lady Navio works in HR. Some of the HR certifications that she's looking at, like it's just a matter of you can take some courses, but ultimately it's about taking a series of tests and passing those tests. So how you learn the material, I think is becoming less and less relevant. And a lot of these prestigious schools, I think they need to be careful of moving forward about, you know, Mm-hmm. how they're perceived by society. Yeah, especially when one of the biggest perks of going to these schools was saying like, oh, well, I, I graduated from Harvard, Harvard Law School. Like part of it was like saying the name. And if that gets criticized and it's not as good anymore, right. then it's like on par with every other school now. Yeah, if you say I, I graduated from Harvard and then their immediate response is, oh, you mean that school that lets you buy your way in? Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> that's... Yeah, that's not that's not ideal. Mm-hmm. And imagine all the people that didn't buy their way in and got degrees from these schools thinking like the legitimacy of my degree is now going to be called into question. Yeah, people are going to question me when I actually did it the right way. Yeah, 
So I yeah, I definitely think that's the bigger beef. If if I stand by my general rule of taking a step back and saying which one has a bigger impact on society as a whole, it's got to be that one. It's got to be all these rich ass assholes paying their kids into school. However, I do agree. If you would have been a little more broad than specifically crypto kings, I think um, if you would have gone a little broader than that and said just like, how, how do you phrase this? Not know-it-alls, but like armchair experts maybe is what I'm – people who – are way too overconfident about their knowledge in general. And I fall into this category sometimes. I act like I know everything about everything. You read an Reddit article, Jimmy, and suddenly you think you're the expert. No, but like I'd, I've never tried to like – the difference is like there's armchair experts who just like to voice their opinion, which I usually try and say, I don't know, but this is what I think. It's one thing to have an opinion. It's one thing – it's another thing – to actively try and convince other people to act on your beliefs. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, I think, at the heart of what he's trying to say is like these crypto, a lot of these crypto people were actively trying to convince other people to do what they were doing, right? You need to invest in this. You're going to make millions. Let's do this. Like, you know, it, it, it was, mm -hmm. it, it's. Have you heard of BitConnect? Yeah, the BitConnect is a perfect, it's a call to action where they're like, I have this knowledge, and if you do what I'm doing, you can be rich and famous too, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's one thing to have strong opinions. It's another thing to actively attempt to convince other people to act on your beliefs. That's where it becomes kind of dangerous. I don't know. So, like, in a general sense, that, that can be a huge problem. But Crypto Kings specifically, I, I think they're – it's funny. I, I, like you said, it's, it's kind it's of really – it's like, you know, all these people that thought they were going to get rich and then, like, as soon as it bottomed out and, you know, it's, it's making its way back up now. And, and I still think that the blockchain has practical applications, but it's funny to – when people get the – the dollar signs in their eyes and think that like they're going to make it big. Mm -hmm. It's when you go away from the idea of like, this is going to revolutionize currency to people saying this is going to make me rich. Like that's where the disconnect right. happens. Cause well, now they're away from the tech. They're just thinking about the money. And you know how I am about, uh, I love catchphrases. I, you know, I spout them off all the time. And one of the catchphrases that perfectly defines Bitcoin, if it's, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. So there's your anecdote to describe bit the these types of people. I don't know. It's 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 funny. I don't think it's the bigger beef. So I agree. I think the bigger beef is definitely rich assholes trying to bribe their way in without contributing. I I agree there's a gray area. If if you donate a football stadium, everyone benefits from that. I don't give a shit if your kid gets into the school. At least you did something for society. But if you're going to straight up pay someone or Photoshop, what did you see that one of them photoshopped their kid's face on a pole vaulter mm -hmm. and emailed it back and they're like, "Yeah, we'll get him in on a on an athlete scholarship." Like that shit's just ridiculous. 
ridiculous. And it sh- like I'm glad they got caught and fuck them for trying to pull that off. And I'm glad the FBI has been sitting on it. They waited. They waited until they had a whole bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Just tons of people. They're like, we got stacks on stacks on stacks of people we know have done this. We've yeah. been watching for a while. Yeah, that, I I love that. I, like the FBI does band waves the same way Blizzard does in WoW. They just like they they just been waiting, just sitting on it, just collecting all the info. Just being like, yeah, we got fifty. What fifty's probably good. Well, let's go. Let's go ahead and uh, put it out there. It's awesome. And and fuck those people. Um, fight me. <laughs> Email me. Hit the bucket podcast at gmail dot com. Tell me why your asshole deserves to be in college more than everyone else who worked their ass off. We'll we'll have you on as a guest, and we'll uh, and yeah, come on, let's do it. I hate you, and you don't deserve it just because you were born into whatever status. James needs college too. I mean, I applied to like five, got into four. We got accepted to Fort. So, see, I kept my aspirations like very real. I was like, I'm not going to make it to these big name colleges. I'll go for these middle ones, apply to some in New York. Now I'm here in Vermont. What? Should have somewhere warmer. Hey, but you know what? If if you had gotten into another school, you wouldn't have got to go bowling with uh, Biet. That's true. That's a very true. <laughs> if a, if one of those rich pricks didn't take my spot from University of Chicago, I would have never came to Vermont. And that's what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. All right. So I think we're I think everyone's pretty much unanimously decided we should probably move on. It's getting late. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think we all agree that uh, rich assholes who bribe their kids into schools are definitely the bigger beef this week. Cool. So let's uh, let's finish this up. And I, he said he had a, an announcement. We wanted to announce our winner. So I hope they're watching. I hope uh, if if you submitted a beef to Mister Mashif, uh, that you're watching the podcast right now because he's going to announce the winner of the beef sweater. So are you ready? Five twenty-two. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to go when you are. All right. On go. One, two, three, go. Jimmy, James, chat, welcome back. Let's find out which of the two is the absolute beefiest. But first, we've got ourselves a little contest to figure out which is the winner of the beef giveaway. We got ourselves the hoodies to give away, boys and girls. And the winner of the biggest beef, beef giveaway, beef of the week. Can I say beef one more time? Is Ogre. Ogre! TV, I have a beef for you, brother. How about all of those follower-for-follow groups that lure in fledgling content creators with the lie that a stray follower subscription will help your channel grow? Hashtag hit the bucket. This is a fantastic That's a good one. Because even as a very small streamer, very small streamer myself, I've got these fucking people coming into my chat. And you know what? There's bots doing this too. Run in, spam follow-for-follow in every single channel that you can. And then follow that person and then get out and hope that it grows your channel. You know how that works? It fucking doesn't. (laughs) It's just the most cringy, awful thing that you can do. This is how three-year-olds think you build an audience on any platform. And you know what? It's fucking wrong. Ogre, this is a fantastic beef. Check your DMs, brother. You got yourself a beef hoodie on the way. And now, the biggest beef of the week is Operation Varsity Yep. Now... 
it's interesting and it's kind of spicy that it's celebrities. But the big problem here is that this is systemic. This is happening all over the country. If you think it's some shitty school that nobody wants to go to, guess what? Some rich guy's got a dumb, dumb kid they need to run through college so they can come back and run the factory or whatever nonsense <laughs> dumb, dumb. out there. And that's how you get all these idiots in middle management or upper management that don't know what the hell's going on because they have no, no grounding of what real life is like and very little to no education because mommy and daddy bought them everything that they needed, including a diploma and a couple good grades. So Operation Varsity Blues, you are the biggest beef of, of the, the week. week. Oh, 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 oh. That was horrifying. What? I, what? It's like a glitch in the matrix. It was. I'm not sure. I wasn't sure if there was like maybe a hidden something at the end there. All right, man. Ogre Magi. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to. Winner of the beef hoodie. Lady Navio said, I want a beef hoodie. Well, maybe if you watch the show more, you would uh, be able to submit a beef because he's been announcing that giveaway for like two weeks. She's going to come down here and be mad at me because I'm calling her out. But. Yeah, no, he, we've been trying to get submissions for like more than two weeks. I think like three or four weeks now. Mm -hmm. I think four. Yeah, because we didn't have podcasts for two of those. Shh. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, thank you, Mashif, as always, for providing us with the beef. We appreciate mm -hmm. it. I'm... It was good. It was yeah. extremely relevant. No, I'm glad you I, – I actually – wanted to talk about the whole varsity blues thing but it was a couple weeks ago so i kind of forgot about it so i'm really glad that you made it a beef so that we could bring it back up and and talk about it i uh i appreciate that um in really really quick news um i did want to show here i'm not i'm gonna mute it i don't want this to get copied it might get copyrighted anyway maybe i'll just play it on low volume while we talk but uh cuphead is coming to the Switch. That is awesome. I love Cuphead, and I think Switch is the perfect platform for it. Mm -hmm. I played it on an Xbox. I was like, this game angers me. Damn, it's good. One of my one of my highest viewed clips on my Twitch channel was me uh, kicking ass on a boss on on Cuphead. I played all the way through it. I really enjoyed it. I love platformers, and I love the challenge. I thought it was really. Uh -huh. Like it was, it was really challenging, but it was one of those games where you just like got to learn the patterns, got to grind it out, and it's really rewarding and it's fun to play. So, I think I think it's a great, great marriage between the Switch and Cuphead. I'm I'm excited mm -hmm. to see that. It's another game that got added to the Switch and just makes me want to buy one. Because every time I'm just like, well, I don't have the money for it yet, and then I see, oh, new game, oh, Cuphead. And the list just keeps growing. It does. And Lady Navio, I'm telling you right now, uh, Christmas 2019, we may have a switch in our home because <laughs> I cannot, I don't know how long I can go without playing Tetris 99. You guys know how I feel about Tetris. <laughs> I'm like mm -hmm. every, like I watch people stream that game and I'm just like chomping at the bit to play that game. Ugh, like I, I, I gotta, I don't know. Mm -hmm. You're ready to do some sick tea spins? Well, yeah, because I actually follow a few Tetris streamers, and I've been watching them play it. And uh, it, yeah, I, I, and then I watch Northern Lion play it, and I'm like, 
It, I could do better than this. It, it, it makes me hurt inside. Because <laughs> I'm like, no, I, I, I honestly think I would be pretty decent at it. Look, you don't watch Northern Lion for the skilled gameplay. <laughs> Nuclear Goose says he's pretty good now. Has he been practicing? All right. Well, when I watched him, he was pretty. It was pretty painful to watch. But we'll mm-hmm. we'll see. Maybe I'll call him out. Maybe I'll challenge him to a a duo. Uh, in other news, I'm not going to play this trailer either. It's it's kind of just them talking. Uh, Bill and Ted Three. I don't know. I mean, I I'm 35, so I <laughs> I watched the first two and I loved them. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I think I made Lady Navio watch the first Bill and Ted movie. It's a good one. It's a great I, film. There, it's there. It, I love quotable movies, and there's so many good moments in that movie. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> hey, Bill, your stepmom is kind of hot, though. Remember when I asked her to prom? Shut up, Ted. Like, <laughs> I, there's just so many great. I don't know. It's it's fantastic, mm-hmm. and they they seem genuinely excited about making the movie, and it's and it. In this little video, they talk about how, like, it was really the fans who have been, like, I feel like it's kind of one of those Weezer Africa things where, like, people have just, like, been asking for it for so long that eventually they're like, cool, fine, we'll make it. And they seem genuinely, like... Fine. You you really pushed us to really make this movie. But, like, you can see how... Here, I'll mute it and I'll just play it. But you can see how just, fine. like, genuinely excited they are. Like, Keanu Reeves is just, like, bouncing around and they're just, like... I don't know. It, I I hope that they just have fun with it. It's probably not going to be a blockbuster. Like, it's not going to be, like, the greatest plot. But none of those movies. It was all about just San Dimas football and traveling through time and shenanigans. And, like, I don't know. I I, I really hope that it's fun and whatever. I, I'll watch it and I'll enjoy it. And I think it's cool that at this point in their, in his, in Keanu's career, like, I don't know what. Um, the other, I don't even know the other actor's name. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't know what he's done or he's been up to, but like, he seems happy and healthy and excited to do it. So I don't know. I, I, I had to point that out because I'm a huge fan of the original movies. And I think that's it. I think that's, uh, Oh, so. actually the other one that I just saw today, um, that I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, a trailer just came out for Quentin Tarantino's next movie. Oh, which one is that? Uh, I th- I want to say it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Sounds familiar. Um, I think it's Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt are the main. Okay, yeah, I have heard of it. Uh. And it's it's based on uh, an actor. I forget who. But I watched the trailer today on my lunch break at work, and I was super excited about it. I think Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt together uh, is is a phenomenal combination. And the trailer was very entertaining, and I'm a huge Quentin Tarantino fan, so I, I'm looking forward to that one. It says 2019. Oh, God damn it. See, now I'm remembering shit. Also, <laughs> the Stranger Things trailer for season three. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Did you watch it? I haven't watched it. I know it's there. 
after this after this podcast, you got to go watch that trailer. I season two was kind of like, uh, I like season two was it was downhill compared to the first one. I mean, the first one was bad. so good that expectations were really really high, and season uh-huh. two wasn't terrible. But like, I think because everyone was comparing it to season one, it was just like, okay, yeah, it was good. It had great moments in it. But yeah, it, they they went a bit left field. Like they introduced like some characters that like re- it didn't really fit, but it came back around, dude. It wasn't so out of left field that it was like, wait a minute, this really makes no sense at all. Season three, the trailer just has me so excited. Like, because season one, like the reason it was so great is there were so many nods to like eighties pop culture, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of the whole Ready Player One thing. It's just there was so many just like direct references to like movies and games and D and D and all these things about the eighties and season two still had quite a bit of that, but they kind of, it was, they kind of went a different direct season three is straight up. Like they're getting into the later eighties and they're getting, and it's the whole trailer is just like nostalgia city. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's just like a feel good like it still has that dark side to it and there's some twisted shit in there that you're like, "Oh, damn." But like it's a really really fun trailer and I'm super excited about. It. I think season 3 might like I think it's going to like fully it's like Toy Story 2 to Toy Story 3, like 1 and 3 were just like, you know. Mm-hmm. I I think season 3 is going to be I think they've found the magic again. So yeah, after this podcast, you should all go watch that trailer. It's I'll load it up now. <laughs> and I think that's it. I think that's all the excited uh for Stranger Things. Yes, Stranger Things season three. I mean you should go watch the other trailers I mentioned too. Um definitely check out the trailer for uh Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I know that I said I'm trying to avoid trailers lately, but I couldn't resist. These ones were and they were Honestly, if they would have started giving away too much plot, I would have turned them off. But they were good teasers. I don't. I feel like they didn't give too much plot away. So rest assured, you it has my as the Jimmy Navio seal of approval. It's not. It's not gonna. It's not gonna ruin it for you because I there's movies where I there's literally movies I haven't watched to this day because I watched the trailer and I was like I don't need to see this now I know exactly like, oh thanks for explaining the entire plot <laughs> yeah who the surprise enemy was all the character development it was a good it was a good three minute movie yeah so but I can say that the the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Stranger Things three those trailers are solid and I feel like they didn't give too much away so you're safe. All right, man. Well, thanks for uh, joining us this week, James. Thanks for taking time out of your Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. As thanks usual. for bringing me on. Yeah. Um, anything going on in your world? Any YouTube's happening, or is school keeping you pretty locked down? I've been pretty locked down this week, mostly because I procrastinated a lot over spring break. Because <laughs> I was just like, finally, a long break where I don't have to worry about anything. And then the weekend came up, and I was like, oh yeah, I actually got stuff to worry about. Yep, it happens. Well, Mm -hmm. let us know, man. Mm -hmm. My summer's almost here. Oh, what is that? You you uh, mentioned that game to me, and I looked it up, and I want to play. I want to I want to queue up that game with you and play it. 
the tug of war one that has like the towers something legion or oh uh rise of legions yes we need to play that game i watched a trailer of it and i'm i'm definitely interested in in checking that out and trying it out no offense Mm -hmm. dan but we gotta we gotta try it out i know it's not minion masters Mm -hmm. let's see who's on right now is anyone from the team on we gotta find someone to (laughs) he said it's cool let's see it looks like battle athletes on Ooh, what's he playing Oh, he's playing some old school like uh, Marvel versus Capcom or something. Yeah, it's the Hulk fighting Spider-Man. What is this? It looks like uh, one of the old Marvel versus Cap- Marvel superheroes fight Cade. Yeah, let's go say hi to him. All right. Well, thanks everyone for being here. <clears throat> Again, if you want to reach out to us, it's uh, hit the bucket podcast at gmail.com. You can also go to hit the bucket.com and find links to all of our uh, all of our social media. Please like rate subscribe review all that stuff we i I really want to try and bring in more folks the more people we have the more contributions the more we can do uh it the it's only gonna get better from here so oh you know what one other thing i want to mention uh i want to be held accountable so I wasn't. I, I thought about whether or not I should mention this, but I'm going to mention it. I listened to a podcast with a comedian that I really like. His name was Pete Holmes. Many of you probably heard of him, and he talked about a book that he read recently that got his alcohol consumption under control. So I'm going to read the book. Uh, I refuse to admit that I am an alcoholic. I don't think I am. I enjoy alcohol, but you know, not excessively. <laughs> but the book really interested me, so I'm going to read it. And the book is called. This Naked Mind uh, Control Alcohol. So I went and picked it up at Barnes & Noble today, and I'm going to give it a read and uh, see how it goes. I'm not saying I'm quitting drinking for good, but I definitely want to uh, reflect on uh, my habits. And I think everyone should from time to time. I think it's a a healthy thing to be honest with yourself and do some some growing and self-realization. So I'm going to take a look at that and... uh, I'll report back. Maybe we'll week to week. I'll uh, see how it's going and see how much I've read and if I've made any progress in that area. Mm -hmm. Buckets Anonymous. (laughs) It's every Wednesday. Oh, and I also recently got the Robinhood app and I've made like $15. So, you know, if you guys want a referral link, let me know because I give free stocks if you use my link. (laughs) (laughs) oh so shameless tonight i don't even care all right let's uh let's go ahead and uh raid battle athlete and go say hi to him give him some love he's really 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 good at fighting games it's fun to watch someone who's good at something so if you're into fighting games you should definitely take a look at battle athlete he's been playing fighting games for years he's one of those dudes that's got like a custom made like fight stick fight stick and everything and he yeah he's he's played them all and he's fun to watch he's a cool dude he's super lewd and uh have a good night everyone i hope uh you come back next week we're gonna line up some guests soon i've just been really really busy uh a lot going on wedding all that stuff so but we, there's more to come i promise we can keep it going mm-hmm. and don't forget be awesome to each other thank you for that bill and ted quote i really appreciate it good night